Greetings, family. Welcome to another edition of Just Reasoning, the podcast. Today we are talking about barrel babies. What is a barrel baby? Well, today I was listening to, I was browsing around some other podcasts, and I came across a podcast um, called Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. And the title of um, an episode they had was on what they call barrel children. I prefer barrel babies. And, um, and I saw what it was about, and it's something I can relate to very much. And it, anyone who is from the Caribbean specifically, I can speak of that because that's where I'm from. You're familiar with the concept of a barrel. A barrel is basically, if you picture like a big oil drum, um, it is something when you are um, living in the Caribbean, everybody living in the Caribbean has family and friends who have gone abroad, whether to um, the UK or to the US. And ever so often, your family will send out a barrel full of stuff. I mean, like all the stuff that you can't get, uh, you know, in your home country, in my case, Jamaica, you know, I'm talking like, you know, cereal and all kinds of, you know, peanuts and cashews and candy and all sorts of goodies. And I tell you, barrel time as a kid in Jamaica or in the Caribbean is it's 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 almost better than Christmas because you're going to be getting all sorts of things that you don't get otherwise and uh it obviously resonated with me because of um you know my story our story how our situation was uh, our parents left um jamaica um in the late 70s uh while we were still in jamaica and they came to the u.s and you know worked there for um you know close to four years during all that time, we weren't able to come back until we got our situation straightened out where we could come across. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's an example of something that you don't really think about. That is a phenomenon, um, but it's something that is extremely common. Ask anybody who's an immigrant. You have family, you have some back at home, you have some here, and it's something you can all relate to. And... Um, and they're just talking about the import, like, like some of the things that can happen. So basically, you have separated families. And that's how our family was for a while, where we were physically separated from our parents for almost four years. And you think about the potential impact that that can have on a child. So during those years where you don't have physical presence of your parents, that can mash up a lot of people. Um, in our case, you know, we had the blessing of, you know, uh, being able to live with our aunt, uh, my mom's uh, younger sister. And, you know, same upbringing, same, same Christian upbringing, and what have you. So we didn't really miss a beat. Um, everybody doesn't have that. So during that time, while you're separated, you know, you may go to live with somebody else and then they're responsible and you start getting into trouble with them. Just a different different structure. And it also talked about, you know, like an emotional gap that can take place during that time period 
um, where, you know, you're not getting the love and support of mommy and daddy because they're going to foreign to, you know, <laughs> make a living and try to provide a better future for you. And we tend to think of it primarily from the standpoint of the economic benefits that it, it potentially brings. Um, and in many cases, it does. Um, where, you know, they're abroad, they're in New York or Texas or wherever, and they're sending back things for you. So you're thinking about that. Um, and that's great. But you're missing that personal connection. I mean, so as I mentioned, um, this was the late 70s. Uh, when this happened in, 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 in our case. And mind you, nowadays, you know, um, with through technology, you can FaceTime people and WhatsApp people and a regular, regular communication. In our case, for, for that almost four years, you know, we talked to mom and daddy probably less than 10 times because we didn't have a telephone there in Jamaica. Um, and, you know, the only time we would talk to them on the phone is if, Managed to, you know, visit some family in Kingston or some other, you know, rich uncle who have, uncle or auntie who have um, telephone, uh, which we didn't have. So you don't get that regular communication. So we communicated by writing letters, like actual physical letters. Remember those days? Sending those letters, you know, back and forth. And I would do anything to see some of those letters nowadays. But, um... It's, you know, when, when you think about the journey of immigrants, there's a lot um, that is in the news primarily during this Trump administration about immigrants and chain migration and all that. Um, you know, I guess I'm a product of chain migration, too, uh, because my parents, you know, worked here and mom got somebody to sponsor her uh, application for citizenship and. You know, as a result of doing that, once she got legalized, she was able to get my, my, my father and then came back and got us children. That, that's what they call chain migration. It's essentially just keeping families together. But when you think about um, the journey of immigrants, uh, everybody has their own story. Um, you know, you know uh, that, that's my story. And this American experiment, this American experience... Um, you have people coming from all over the world with their own stories, with their own gifts, with their own contribution that they want to use to make this country better in some way. Um, so it's a, it's a very interesting phenomenon to me. Um, you should check it out. It's, um, it's called the, the Carry On Carry On Friends. It's uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, look that up. Uh, it's a Caribbean American podcast. And, um, it you know, it, it just made me... You know, for one, very, very thankful. You know, you, you kind of take things for granted. Um, one thing I've never taken for granted is the sacrifice that our parents made, you know, in basically being working professionals in Jamaica and realizing raising four children on teachers' salaries. My mom was a teacher, my dad was a principal. And realize, you know what? We want to give our children the best opportunity in the world to be whatever they want to be, give them the best education, and we don't think we'll be able to do that here in Jamaica. So they packed up, got on a flight to Miami. My father's a principal of, was the president of an organization called the Kiwanis Club, uh, and they left Jamaica 
fully intending on overstaying their visas. So obviously when they left, they told us goodbye. You know, we don't know when we'll see you again. And so they got up, took that flight to Miami, um, and went to the conference that they, were, that they came in, in, to the U.S. for, and then flew to New York, took off for New York. And my mom had, you know, we had friends and family up there. And so she was able to get the job, you know, doing housework and taking care of um, a family, you know, a family in Long Island. Uh, they had two young children and she, that was her role. So she was taking care of those children while we were back home in, in Jamaica with her, with, you know, with her sister. And something else I talk about in this podcast is that sometimes even that causes problems within relationships because people, you know, the, the children that you left behind see pictures of you with this, you know, these new white kids, <laughs> which is most often the case. And so you kind of feel away. Of course, we didn't feel that way. You know, even as little kids, we had more sense than that. Mom and dad have to do what they have to do. Um, but that has caused issues in many families. We didn't have that. And again, it's something that I'm thankful for. Uh, so for what I'm thankful for, that sacrifice they made, you know, working, cleaning up after white folks and all that um, in order to provide for us, sending money back um, and providing any way they can and giving us the best opportunity to, to, to do big things in life. Very appreciative, appreciative of that. And also appreciative of, um, you know, family in place back in Jamaica, my mom's uh, sister, who was able to take care of us and keep that link and keep that foundation of education and Christian upbringing and all that. Because if we didn't have that, those are years where we could have gone, gone astray. So everybody who played that role and filling in that gap is a major part of why we are um, where we are today and how we're able to become productive citizens in this country. So anybody who is an immigrant can relate. Everybody has a similar story. Whether you are a barrel baby or not, you know somebody who was. And I'm telling you, barrel time come better than Christmas. You get all kinds of things that you never that you never see in your life. Um, so the thing about the barrel is something that every Caribbean um, person can relate to. Um, but uh, it's an interesting phenomenon. I, I, I forgot exactly who came up with the term um, barrel children, but it was a, it's a Jamaican, I think, sociologist at University of West Indies. Um, and she's done studies about this and the impact it can have on individuals, that separation, um, impact it can have on families. Um, so it's something to consider. What is your story? Are you a barrel baby? Do you know barrel babies? What impact has it had on you? Um, it's one of those things that is just food for thought. Um, so vibe on that. And uh, let's talk about it. Hashtag barrel babies. Let's make a conversation. Let's everybody tell our stories and interact and um, you know understand from whence we have come to where we are today. Um, that is my reason on this subject. Just reasoning in the podcast. Um, this is C-Dub signing out. Bless up my family. One love.